Welcome to worship. We're so glad you're here with us today. I'm Sheila and I'll be your online host for this worship experience. If this is your first time worshiping with us, we'd love to send you a special gift. Check in with us online and we have a Starbucks gift card that we'll send right out to you this week. This week, we're starting a brand new sermon series called Sermon on the Mount. Pastor Jason has a great message for us and will be leading us in worship today. If you'd like to dig deeper in your faith, we have sermon discussion questions online at schweitzer.church next. We invite you to check that out and find different ways that you can join us and be more involved in the church. And now here's Jen to tell us more about things that are going on here at the church. Hi, I'm Jen Brown, Communications Director here at Schweitzer Church, and just want to tell you about some things coming up in June. First up is our second season lunch. This Thursday, June 2nd at 11.30, we'll be hosting some leaders from the Springfield Cardinals team and organization, and they'll be sharing all kinds of information about us, and we'll be grilling out, so it'll be a great time together. If you're 55 and older, this is a great ministry for you, but we don't card. You can come at any age, really, but we'll have a great time together this Thursday. You can be sure to sign up at Schweitzer.church slash second season so we can make sure we have enough food for you and all your friends and we hope to see you there. And you may have heard we're doing something new with Schweitzer Kids this summer called Family Experience on June 13th, 14th, and 15th. We are looking forward to having all kinds of families be part of this. I'm going to pass this on to Stephanie with Kids Ministry to tell you a little bit more about it. Hey guys, we are so, so excited about our Family XP coming in just a few weeks. And parents, this is a great opportunity for you to be part of your child's faith journey. As a family, you will learn a bunch of ways that Jesus rescues us. Together, we will enjoy worship, games, creativity, and even obstacle courses to grow together as a family. If you have kids in preschool all the way through sixth grade, this family experience is for you. You can learn more about our family XP and kids ministry at Schweitzer.church kids. Thanks, Stephanie. So great to hear about what's happening. Again, those dates are June 13th, 14th, and 15th, and it'll be in the evening from 6 to 8.30. We're looking for volunteers to also help put this great event on. So if you're wanting to sign up, be sure you stop by the Blue Booth today, talk to the kids team, or you can go online to Schweitzer.church kids. Later that same week on Friday, June 17th, we're heading out to the ballpark to enjoy a Sprinkled Cardinals game together as Schweitzer Church. All ages are welcome. Only costs $10. We have group seating and you'll even get a hat. So be sure to sign up your friends, family, bring some neighbors. We'll just have a great time together. You can sign up at Schweitzer.church next. June's going to be a blast. Hope you will hang out with us. And as always, a great way to stay connected is by going to Schweitzer.church next or signing up for our e-news. Once again, thanks so much for being here today. Let's continue with worship. Thanks, Jen, for the great announcements. And now we invite you to enter into our chat during this time. Say hello, give us your insights. If you'd like to have prayer, there's a place for that as well. And now on this great day, let us enter into worship. Spirit moving in my heart, I will pray. Oh, every time I feel the Spirit moving. 
upon the mountain when Milan spoke. Out of his mouth came fire and smoke. Looked all around me, it looked so fine. I asked the Lord if all was mine. Oh, every time I feel the Spirit moving in my heart, I will pray. Oh, every time I feel the Spirit moving in my heart, I will pray. Oh, Jordan River, so chilly and cold, it chills the body, not the soul. When Satan tempts me, it's all in vain. With my Lord Jesus, I remain. Oh, every time I feel the Spirit moving in my heart, I will pray. Oh, every time I feel the Spirit moving in my heart, I will. Every time, every time, I will pray. And now I invite you to join us for a time of prayer. As we observe Memorial Day this weekend, we want to thank God for the gift of those that have gone before us, and we want to thank God for the blessings that He provides. Join us in prayer. The words will be on your screen. Almighty God, as our nation pauses today to remember those in the military who have given their lives for freedoms we enjoy, we pray that you would have us all look to you for strength comfort and guidance. Be with all who serve in our armed forces. Bless them and their families. Grant your loving protection over each of them. We thank you, God, for the blessings that you speak of in the Beatitudes. We are so thankful that when we are hurting, you are still there for us. We ask you to continue to bless us, to be a blessing to others as we work in your name and serve. Lord, we thank you today as we bring these prayers to you. And we thank you for those who have gone before us. And now let us all join together as we pray the prayer that you taught us saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we come to this time of offering, we want you to know that your gifts, coupled with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, make a huge difference in ministry through Schweitzer Church. This week, we want to especially highlight our green team. Our volunteers work very hard to take care of the landscaping and the wonderful gardens on our campus. Thanks to these servant volunteers, they keep our campus looking beautiful for ministry. As always, you can give by going to schweitzer.church/give. 
Your gifts impact ministry in our community and around the world. And now, let's dive into worship as Pastor Jason leads us in the first week of our sermon series, The Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the meek, the poor in spirit, the peacemakers, the persecuted. Seek God's kingdom, care for widows, love your enemies, turn the other cheek, give, pray, fast. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. Hi, I'm Pastor Jason from Schweitzer. So glad you've joined us in worship today. Happy Memorial Day weekend. I'm sure you're looking forward to the start of summer as many of us are. Today, we're going to begin a journey through the Gospel of Matthew, or at least a a section of the Gospel of Matthew, uh, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. We're going to be taking a look at a sermon that's been called by many people the Sermon on the Mount. Augustine, the the famed bishop of, of Hippo in North Africa, from around the time of 400, was writing a commentary through the Gospel of Matthew, and he got to chapter 5, or what we call chapter 5, and he noticed that in this place, Matthew says Jesus went up on a mountain. And for the next several verses, and we're through chapter 5, 6, and 7, Jesus gives a discourse, a, a sermon. In fact, sometimes people have just picked it up and read that for the entire time. But, but Jesus gives a sermon, a long discourse, where he talks about a number of different things. And so St. Augustine began calling it the Sermon on the Mount, and the title has stuck. And the sermon begins with something that we're going to look at today called the Beatitudes. And, and the Beatitudes are things that it talks about the Lord's blessing. And then it weaves its way through a number of different places. And this summer, we're going to, we're going to follow Jesus as he weaves his way through all kinds of different teaching. And then he's going to land the plane, if you will. He's going to bring us home at the end. And when we get to Labor Day, we're going to land that plane. And and we're going to hear that summary that Jesus says, because Jesus, in many ways, is laying out what the kingdom of heaven is like. And then when he gets to the end, he's going to say a couple different, he's going to give us a couple different pictures. He's going to say, really, the choice is up to you. It's up to me. We people who listen to this, what are we going to do with what he said? And one imagery that he gives us, he says, the way of the kingdom of heaven is a, is a narrow path. Broad is the way he says that, that many people take, they take different paths and those paths end up leading to destruction. But the way of the kingdom is a narrow path. Those who walk it will enter into life. Or another image and an image that I grew up with and, and maybe you did too, an image that there was a song that when I was a little kid we sang in Sunday school about the foolish man builds his house on, on the sand and the wise man builds his house on the rock. And when the winds and storms of life come and assail both because they do, the one who walks in the way of the kingdom, well, that person, that person is like the person who builds their rock, their house on the rock. And they will live and they'll have joy and happiness and they will walk in the ways of the kingdom. So Jesus, with that final imagery, begins us on a journey, a journey of of what the kingdom of heaven is like. Now, a number of people 
as they've read throughout this text, have said that what Jesus is talking about in many of these places is like the ethics of the kingdom or how we put the kingdom into practical, um, practical uses. Where who God is intersects with our lives and what it should look like lived as a lived experience. So lots of folks have said this is a, an ethical side or a morality and, or morality and spirituality are being reflected. But, you know, one of the fascinating things that we need to remember, we need to constantly remember, is that Jesus comes, as the Gospel of John says, in its poetic opening, Jesus comes to walk among us as one who shows us the Father. In fact, he reveals who God the Father is to us. And, and there's a moment when he's in the upper room in the Gospel of John where the disciples say, Jesus, we love what you say, but would you just show us the Father? And Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so as we read through the Sermon on the Mount together over the next several weeks, I want to encourage you and encourage me to be on the lookout for how Jesus is describing who the Father is. Because as we see the Father, we'll begin to see and trust who Jesus is calling us to follow and we'll understand more and more as we walk with him, as we listen to him, what God is like. And in knowing who God is like is so transformative. It's so insightful. It's so powerful because we begin to see what God's heart is for the world, for all of creation, and for you and for me. When we understand what, what God's heart is, then we can begin to follow in all kinds of different ways. Well, that's kind of a big overview. Let's draw it back and go back to the beginning where Jesus starts. He starts with these words. And so if you've got your Bible, I'd invite you to read along with me as we hear the opening lines of the Sermon on the Mount from Matthew 5. One day, as Jesus saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on a mountainside and he sat down and his disciples gathered around him and he began to teach them. Now today, if we'd like to go to the place where Jesus did this, we'd go to the north side of the Sea of Galilee. Um, This mountainside that Jesus went to wasn't necessarily a a massive mountain like what we might see in the Rockies, but I think more, it's kind of what we experience if we go down to Table Rock where there's a lake and then you have the Ozark Mountains that rise up around it. It's an experience like that. Jesus, though, at the north side of the Sea of Galilee, is, has been teaching and he's been working miracles and the people have been fascinated by who he is. And in fact, along the way that we're going to find a line, that Matthew says he taught with authority and people were enraptured by the, by the authority that he taught with. And so they gathered around him. And it wasn't just people who were like Jesus himself, who were, who were descendants of David or Hebrew people. No, the people who gathered around in that part of the world, were people who were coming and going from all kinds of places. One of the roads that ran in that neighborhood where Jesus gave this sermon up on that mountain was the Silk Road of people coming to and from Africa and China. There's also a road that led to Europe and a road that led way down into the Far East. Jesus picked a spot to talk about who God is in a place where all kinds of people were coming and going. That means Jesus desires to show us what God's heart is. So we continue. 
he began, he began to teach his disciples, all those who were around. And he said this, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blessed, blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things about you because you are my followers. Be happy about it, Jesus says. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. Now, when the people hear Jesus say these words, they may be just like you and I. When we hear Jesus say these words about who God blesses and God cares for and how they may be happy, it doesn't seem to make sense. Like, if you're poor, um, whether it's in spirit or poor in, in material wealth, you have to wonder how in the world is there happiness or how in the world does that get to express a sense of God blessing you? Well, Jesus, on the one hand, doesn't say that poverty is of itself a blessing. No, what he's saying is, is that if you are in those places, God sees you, God knows you, God cares deeply about you. When Jesus says, God blesses those who mourn, he doesn't say the best thing to do in life is to come to a place where you're mourning about the realities of life. No, what Jesus is saying is that God sees you. God understands what you're going through. God knows you. And in fact, what God wants to bring to you is a sense of comfort. When Jesus says God blesses those who are humble, we might in fact think, well, how does humility or being humbled, how does that reflect a, a path of happiness? Well, he says this, Jesus says, because when you're humble, you'll inherit the whole earth. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, that you're going to have a, a new stake in land or something like that. No, what it means is that God's going to come alongside of us and walk with us and give us a different sense of disposition. Because one of the things that Jesus is bringing to us in, the, in this sermon is a revelation of who God himself is. He's somebody who cares about all kinds of people, people who find themselves in all kinds of different situations. In fact, God is somebody who cares about the poor. And God is somebody who cares about those who are mourning. And God is somebody who cares about those who have a humble heart. God is somebody who cares about those who hunger and thirst for justice. God cares and sees about people who extend mercy to others. God cares and sees about those whose hearts are pure and who long for God's peace to touch everything in the world. God cares about people who, you know, want, want to come to a place where wars and sorrows cease. And so they give themselves to working for peace. God sees people like that and he comes alongside of those. God sees people who find different moments in their life where they're persecuted. And God says, you know what? You are part of my beloved. God sees and he knows. And Jesus is saying, 
that in all of this, God hears the prayers. Uh, sometimes it may not seem that God hears our prayers, but God hears our prayers. And he comes alongside of us. And he says, I see you, I know you. Just as I want to be known and seen by you, I come alongside and I know you. So here's Jesus up on the mountain. And he's going to give a sermon where he describes what God is like and what living into the kingdom of heaven is like. And there are all kinds of people traveling from here and there and going all kinds of different places. They've all, all got some kind of agenda, something that they're trying to uh, something that they're trying to achieve. And Jesus begins to speak about the God who sees, the God who cares, the God who draws close, and the God who, who wants to bring people around him. And he begins to talk about how God's presence brings a blessing and a happiness and a strength that resides within us when we identify as one of those people in, in that text that he talked about. Now sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes we can have doubts. We can have doubts about some of the things Jesus said. Sometimes we can have doubts as to whether or not we are the kind of people that Jesus wants to reach out to and include in, in his kingdom. Sometimes we can have doubts as to what Jesus is saying, if it's on target, on point, if we can trust him. Sometimes we can wonder, are we in the right place? Over the last year, I've had an opportunity to find myself in a place where I've scratched my head and I've, I've said to myself, am I at a place where I belong? See, I've, I've had an invitation to go to a couple of intellectual retreats. And these intellectual retreats are dealing with uh, topics and conversations that I once was really familiar with way back when I was going to college. People like Plato and Aristotle philosophers, and someone like John Locke. And I encountered la language and literature that was somewhat familiar to me, but rather historic. And the first time I entered into one of those retreats, I really had this deep sense like, is this a place where I'm meant to be? How in the world did I get here? The thing of it is, is I began to re be reminded that I received an invitation I received an invitation. Just like when we come to the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus comes into the midst of where we live and begins to talk about what God is like. Not just to tell us who God is, but to invite us to come alongside and listen and to pay attention and to see what God is up to and to hear what God's heart is like and to look, in fact, into the very being and into the very face of God and to see that God wants to be known and he wants us to know him. Jesus lands himself on this mountain and begins to talk what God is like, about what God is like, because he wants you and me to be people who know the blessing of God. Sometimes when we hear the Beatitudes about how God has blessed us, we go, it seems like a foreign world, but fear not, brothers and sisters, fear not. Because Jesus has invited us to draw close, to dwell close to his heart, to listen to these words, and to hear God's blessing move in our lives. 
and to see God at work in us. So I'd like to close with reading these words one more time. I'd like to close by encouraging you to pay attention to how Jesus describes the Father and how he invites us to be people who live into the, into the blessed, into the happiness of God as we go about our business from day to day. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. May the Lord bless you, and may you hear in his sermon, in his sharing of his life, invitation to walk fully with Christ. The Lord be with you. Amen. Thank you all for being here with us today. We want to thank the people that helped make this service possible. We want to thank the worship team for the great music. We want to thank Jen for the wonderful announcements. And we want to thank Pastor Jason for a great message that means a lot to us all. If you know someone that might benefit from this message, we ask you to share it on social media. We really appreciate that. And now we hope you have a great week and we hope to see you back here for week two of our sermon series, The Sermon on the Mount. Jim, out of here. done for